Welcome to another episode of Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Auld. On this week's show, a man who's played on both sides of the Keswick Bridge for Ross County, mainly scoring a barrel load of goals and also spent some time at Cali Thistle. And there's a whole heap of clubs I want to speak to you about. It's Andy Barriman. Andy, good to have you with me tonight. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. Good stuff, Andy. Um, well, at the moment, we're, we're out of lockdown. We're being eased gently back into life as we knew it. How has uh, things been for yourself over the last uh, last couple of weeks? Because you're now working with Joma, so you're still involved uh, in football. How, how have things been for yourself? Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been, well, obviously, sort of March. March took down the September time as was normally our boom time. You know, mm. It's when all Italy grassroots and professional side of things as well. It's, you know, it's our busiest months. So to go from that to basically the market sort of falling off a cliff, it's been, yeah, it's been trying, it's been difficult. But we're, we're, as you say, we're, we're kind of starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I mean, when we start to do it and, and, and hopefully... We'll probably see it again this month and then moving forward and into August. Hopefully the, the job pick, picks up. But yeah, I'm still as busy as ever. I've been working throughout, throughout. It's just there's not been much sport getting played, which means there's not been much sort of sales from that point of view. But mm-hmm. um, it's still been as busy as ever, dealing with issues and problems on a daily basis. So, but it's fun. It's, it's, it's a good job, as you say. I'm still involved in sport. It's predominantly football, so it's great. It's a job I enjoy. And, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to get going like everyone else again. It was one of my favourite moments or times at, or parts of the season when I was at Cali Thistle was when it came down to um, choosing a, a strip for the, the following season. And it's a process that when I wasn't involved in football, uh, I didn't appreciate just how much actually goes into it. I mean, you're, you're talking with clubs from fairly... You know, late into the year, I'm talking maybe to, you know towards Christmas time, um, and I'm assuming that you've done a, a bulk of work for the clubs you work with maybe end of 2019, and then to see everything kind of then must have been quite frustrating then to see everything you know come March April time hit the the buffers if you were. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, all, all this in terms of the kind of professional side of things, you're right. All the work's done. You know, we're we're looking for. Design signed off by sort of end of November, um, mm. certainly by the end of the year anyway for the following season. So, you know, all these orders are placed, even even looking at sort of training, retail, products and stuff, that's all done. Sort of uh, almost working kind of eight months in advance. Um, so, yeah, it's all done, and uh, as you say, it's the exciting part. You know, I get excited when we launch a new kit for a club, and I get excited to see what the reaction is. And, even even just the challenge of actually doing the launches this year, you know, mm-hmm. I've had to use, I've had to be imaginative and use things like 3D graphics and, and stuff like that because there's players have been followed. You can't do the usual, you can't do the usual photo shoot, so players mm-hmm. have not been available to clubs. That's seen as work, if you like. So yeah, yeah. There's been restrictions on that. There's been restrictions on even just getting simple, even just getting samples here mm-hmm. and, and to. Going to Spain where our head office is, it's just little things that's just been that people don't realise. And you get the fans on Twitter like saying, Oh, when's our kit going to be here? When's that? They don't actually understand the work that goes in. Mm-hmm. You know, the clubs get stuck, and 
and stuff and some things are brands get stick but we don't actually realise the, the actual work the amount of months and weeks of work that goes into to get to that point where they get to go and pay their money and buy the kit it's, it's a long it's a long, fairly long process but it's, uh, it's enjoyable and it's all quite exciting you know when I'm, I'm receiving samples of, of a kit I know I've seen it I've worked on it on the computer and the, the, the software designs and you can get a feel for what they're going to look like but until you actually see that first sample of a shirt you know I, I get upset and I don't get that wee sort of exciting sort of nails when you're opening the parcel it's, it's good it's, it's the part we all no matter what age we are you know it's, there's nothing better no better feeling when you get that new kit you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's great it's, it's what it's what we can uh, you know it's what we work on and everyone feels that same that same way so we're no different but no it is it's uh, been difficult this year but we've, we've got through it and I think what, what you're seeing not just from our clubs and other brands I think fans are really buying into you know fans yep. are looking to support their clubs and, and you know back them and give them give them their money where they can and, and I think that really you know, most clubs are sort of posting record sales in terms of their new kit so it's uh, as much as sometimes Scottish football fans get a bit of criticism you know they're a loyal bunch they, they, they put their money where they their mouth is kind of thing and they back their clubs it's great to see and there's a local connection with uh, Joma you talk about new kits Elgin City's new kit is looking uh, well home and away are looking brilliant there with Joma uh, going forward and there's also a, a local Joma agent who listeners will be very familiar with in Inverness Richie Foran um, and I know Richie's working uh, very hard in his Inverness shop as well but there's a, a nice local connection there with uh, Joe Mam. I'm, I'm assuming that you've been involved with Richie and with Elgin as well. Yeah, I mean, um, Elgin is a, a good one for us. It's, I've got a great community set up there, you know, I've got hundreds and hundreds of kids part of the community set up. Um, people look at the you know, League 2 and stuff, but, but these guys are doing such great work in the local communities. There's lots of clubs that are doing it. And you know, there's lots, lots of kids. <laughs> there's lots of kids playing playing within the program, and mm-hmm. that there's lots of kids. So it's a good one for us. It's it's one we're really keen to, to get starting on, and it's been a bit frustrating, obviously, given the current situation. You know, it's a well, a very well-run club. It's I've been there as a player, and you can see, and it's you know, you treat, always get treated well as like an opposition player. But once you start sort of working with them, that's kind of professional capacity. You can see very well run you know they're real good people behind the scenes and uh, yeah it's been a joy to work with so far in terms of Richie yeah it's a, it's a strange one obviously Richie you know, lost his job as manager and he, you know, he was looking for, for a job he'd, he'd been like myself he'd been in football all his, all his life all his adult life and got to that point where he had to look for some sort of other form of employment and he actually came on he actually came on with just, just for a bit of advice just in terms of the CV and Things like that, and I sort of said, turned the cheek. I said, "You don't fancy opening a, a team with a retailer in Inverness, do you?" And he said, oh, "Well, tell me a little bit more about it." And, <laughs> and we did. And we met up, and I sort of showed him, took him, showed him around some other sort of guys down here and what they do in their businesses. And he, he, he called me about half an hour, getting on the train up back up to Inverness. He called me about half an hour later to say, "Yeah, he's, he's going to go for it. He's going to go make it his make it his career." So he's done it. He's done very well, he's had a great start. Um, obviously, he's, uh, he's well known in, in the area and, yep. and that helps and it's given that battle. You know, people, people are, are intrigued to see what he's doing and you know, he's that sort of person. You know, people, he's engaged in personality, you know, mm-hmm. people like mm-hmm. to spend time with him and stuff. So, you know, he's had a great start to, to life up there. And, 
Um, I'm sure they'll go on and do great things. It, it, it's something we were really keen on trying to get, you know, someone in the area. Because um, there's, there's a real lack of it, to be honest, in terms of team wear. Um, the closer we've been, maybe Aberdeen or maybe Perth or something like that. So um, there was a real, there was a real area that we wanted to kind of grow. And, Richie's a, a cracking guy and it's uh, it's great to see him doing so well. But we're gonna talk about your your career, because listeners will be very familiar with you in the navy blue of Ross County and also the blue and red of, of Cali Thistle. But uh, you were at Rangers as a, a youngster and you made the move down south to Birmingham. Now, I want to delve into your kind of earlier career because, I mean, there's some some interesting clubs in there and also interesting characters as well that you've you've probably come across in your, in your career. You start, as I say, as, uh, Rangers as a youngster and then you make the move down to Birmingham as a 16-year-old. What's that like going down to... I mean, Birmingham are a, 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 a massive name in English football, but Birmingham, Birmingham City at the age of 16. Yeah, it was, it was difficult. Um, I say I've been at Rangers, I've been there sort of all my... Growing up, you know, six years or something I've been there, and mm-hmm. you get to the point where you're, you're looking at leaving school and football becoming your job. I um, had a few offers. It was always sort of in my mind to try to go down south. Uh, I just thought that not getting an academy set up and stuff down there. We're better up here now in terms of Scottish football, in terms of what they offer for, for kids and academies and stuff. But at that point, they weren't so advanced. So England were sort of like light years ahead. And, and it was always in my mind. And unfortunately, I had a, kind of two or three options down there. But at the time, Birmingham were actually in the championship. Mm-hmm. Trevor Francis was the manager. I went down, spent a few days down there. Uh, I just got a really good feel for it. I thought it's a big club, but it's not too big, you know. Other clubs over that was like Newcastle and Leeds. You know, Leeds had just got to the semi-final with the Champions League. They were spending millions of pounds on players. I thought, am I really going to get a chance to break in there? So I just felt, it just felt right, you know. I just got a good feel about uh, Birmingham. And as I said, I thought it was somewhere that I could potentially make the breakthrough if I if I got to that level and. It was great. I really enjoyed my time down there. Um, done well, done well on the youth team. Progressed very quickly up through the, the kind of ranks, and eventually got on the fringes of the first team two or three years later after moving down there as a second year. But it was hard moving away from my family. Um, probably harder for for my mum than it was me. <laughs> uh, it was like a one big sort of adventure for me, but it was probably harder for her. It's a big place for me. You know, it's the second biggest city in, in England, and you know it's. Uh, yeah, it, it was a culture shock coming from someone, a, a guy that's from Motherwell. <laughs> it was completely different and to go down there as a 16-year-old. But as I say, when you're young, you're, you don't really think of these things. You're fearless and you're just enjoying yourself. You know, it is one big adventure and you're getting to play, play football for a living. It's something you dreamed up moving up through school and stuff. So it, it was great. I took it all in my stride, really. And football was going well as well, which obviously probably helped me in my kind of personal life as well. Yeah, it's an experience that you um, will set you up in, in future life. You go on to make your um, debut for Birmingham in a, a Premier League match uh, against Leicester City. Steve Bruce is a manager at that point. I mean, a, a real character. I've always, you know, when you when you watch games and you 
you, you know, you see managers interact and you just get the impression that Steve Bruce is a, you know, quite a decent guy. He just kind of comes across as, you know, the kind of guy that you you would quite happily share a pint with. Correct me if I'm wrong, of course, but, uh, but you know, you're, you're making your debut against Leicester City in the Premier League. That must have been a, a real highlight for you. It was, yeah. I mean, I, previous to that, I'd been sort of involved on the fringes in terms of travelling with the squad. And I'd been on the bench two or three times before leading up to that Leicester game. So I, I wasn't, it wasn't as if I was sort of... I wouldn't say I was part of that at first team quite, but I, I was on a friend, you know, I was training them every day and kind of felt comfortable in that sort of environment, but it came as a shock, you know, the Leicester, actually, I don't know if you remember the whole Langer incident with Leicester City with their players. Yes, yeah, yeah. In, in jail, mm-hmm. that, they were, their players were actually in jail on that game, for that game, so that, that had happened the week leading up to that game. Right, so okay. we were playing them, there was this whole... Rigmarole about Leicester, you know, the focus was on them because of the events and these three players that were still in a Spanish jail. Um, so that was the kind of build up to that game. So it was a wee bit kind of funny, and obviously I, I, I knew probably earlier in the week that I was going to be involved and on the bench. Um, and then, yeah, we were, I don't know if we're drawing or getting beat in the game, and you know, Steve Bruce was, uh, just told me to go warm up, and that was that. I was on, with eight minutes. It's, Obviously, I played. You know, you think eight minutes, but it's you dream. You dream of playing in the Premier League. Hundreds of thousands of people, Absolutely. boys, dreaming of playing in that English Premier League. Growing up watching matches today with my dad, and to, to see myself on there. Right, <laughs> listen, it's eight minutes more than me and and many others uh, in in uh, in this country anyway uh, to have played in the, the English Premier League. It was interesting there. Um, I was looking at the. You know, the team lines for uh, the teams that day, Leicester won the game 1-0, Les Ferdinand scored for them. Now, uh, your, your team, and it's interesting, we had a, we had a conversation about the, the art of podcasts and, and you know, there's more and more people getting involved in, in podcasts and it was interesting how we, we were talking off mic about how, you know, when you listen to a podcast, sometimes your perception of people can change. And there's one podcast that I used to listen to, and the perception of this man changed completely because I used to think he was a right, you know, insert expletive here. But actually, he actually listening to him on a podcast, he's actually comes across as a quite a decent guy. Robbie Savage is the guy I'm talking about, uh, a guy who played that day for for Birmingham City. He, he's often a, a, a character in, in in football who comes across as a bit of a Love him or hate him? Did you love him or hate him? Well, I tell you what, he, he, uh, as a young boy, he absolutely used to terrorise young boys. You know, you, you would be scared to walk in the room. If he was in the really? canteen okay. or if he was in the gym, you wouldn't. You would avoid it going in there because you just knew you were going to be in the firing line. That's what he did. But he was a great guy. He was an absolute great guy. He, he looked after you as much as he, you know, he would he would poke fun and that's that's what happened. You know, football clubs. That's what happened. Young guys, and he did. They terrorised you. That that there's no way, uh, two ways about it. But he looked after you as well. He was always, he was always, and maybe on the quiet, more so than in the group. He would pull you aside after training and say, give you little pointers. And he was a good player. You know, people give him a stick. You don't play them out of games. He played at that level without, without being a good player. He was a real good pro, and, and he was a good guy. He, he was, he was, he was. He was a bit of a nuisance on the park, and he was probably even more of a nuisance in the, in the test room and on the training ground. But he still was a likable, a likable nuisance. You know, you couldn't say a bad word about him. 
even though I've probably been on the end there a fair few, a fair few, uh, but I've had a fair few of his jokes over the time. But uh, no, it was, it was great. It was great with, great with me. My opinion of him has changed completely after listening to him on on podcasts and Five Live, etc. Now, there's a couple of loan spells um, whilst you're at Birmingham. You you play back Blackpool with a guy from this area, um, Colin Henry is your um, is your manager there. He's obviously from Keith. They, as I say, you move on. There's a couple of clubs in there, uh, Mansfield. Then you move on to to Walsall, and there's a, a character. I, I actually when I was doing my my research on you, I, I wasn't. I was sure he was a manager, but I, I completely forgot he had a spell at Walsall. Paul Merson was your manager. Um, yeah. the, you, you play for Paul Merson, and he always strikes me as, again, a, I mean, we've, we've talked about a couple of characters there. You've you've obviously come across um, quite a few in your early in your career. What was Paul Merson like as a manager? Well, he signed with. Uh, I was okay. I got to a stage where I, I was start, started thinking of stagnating at Birmingham, you know, wasn't quite making the breakthrough at that level, wasn't quite good enough to, to, to make a breakthrough in Premiership and he's playing in reserves, I've been playing in reserves for two or three years now and you know, I needed to move on. I had a few options but I went and met Paul Merson and again he just he just sold it to me, you know, he was just really the way he talked about football, obviously the career he'd had and you know, he was just a just a, just I just bought any everything he was saying. So that, that was the reason for sort of choosing choosing Walsall at the time. He, he still joined, he was, but he joined in in training. I think he was player manager. He didn't play any. Uh, he wasn't played much games that season, but he was mm-hmm. still registered as a player. Um, so he still trained every day. He was the best player. He was like forty year old, and he was the best player every day in training. Could have easily played at that level for Walsall at the time. He was some of the things he did with the ball. It was just like you're just like wow. He was just, he was just great. And, and by the way, I think he was in, in the midst of you know, well documented problems mm-hmm. that he's been through in his life. And I think at, at that point, he was he was right back in the middle of it, you know. And there's no surprise that he, you know, he kind of lost his job. He got sacked after the first game. I'd signed there and we played Brentford away, and I think we got beat three 0 or something, and he got sacked. So I had one game he signed me, and then I had one game. Oh, so, and he got sacked, but he. he I was disappointed because I'd went there because yeah. I hadn't really. Mm-hmm. And obviously, also, League One was a good level for me to go and establish myself and stuff, but really the deciding factor for choosing that club is Paul Merson to lose. For him to lose his job a week later, or whatever it was, two weeks later, it was, it was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he was a character, that's for sure. He, he was actually a good uh, Danny Fox. Was a left back. He came up and played for Celtic. Yes. Yeah. 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 He, 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 he was there at the time. He was on loan from Everton. Mm-hmm. To also at the time he was living with Paul Merson. Between them were sharing a flat, and they were going. They were going out. They were going out nights out. You know, midweek. Crazy stuff that a player should never be doing. Never mind doing it with the manager. It was just bizarre. Foxy would come into trains. You know, you could tell he'd been out the night before. Brilliant. What did they? Was it the magic man they called him as well? It's no surprise that you to hear him to hear you talking about his he's still got the talent. I think I watched there was a, there was something on recently, Harry's Heroes and he was playing for an yeah, England team and he it, yeah. he still had it he still he still has it, you know. He's finished me, you know, he's striker, you know, you know, you 
Absolutely brilliant. Now, your your time in England comes to an end, much to your probably your mum's delight. You you move back up to you move back up the road, but shortly you're you're kind of breaking her heart again. You you join Kilmarnock, then you you're on uh, you have a spell at Queen of the South, and then this is where most of the listeners uh, to this podcast will be very familiar with you because you moved to Ross County in two thousand and seven, and you move up to the Highlands. Um, at that time, Dick Campbell was just come in. I wasn't too sure if Dick Campbell was in just before you or or just after you. Was it was it Dick that signed you? I think. I mean, I had spoke. I did speak to Dick before I before I actually signed, but I think it was more so George Adams. I think right. George okay. sort of thought me a bit more close. I think he knew more about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dick, I did, I did speak to Dick. He sort of sold it and said how much he wanted me to join and stuff. But yeah, I think I think the more of it, I was probably John Hodge. He, he knew more about me. And, my sort of career up to that day and stuff. But yeah, as you say, I'd, I'd moved up from there. Yeah, you know, I'd been down there sort of six years and I'd started to become a little bit homesick. You know, the football wasn't going to be also being relegated. And you're thinking, right, move back up the road, um, back to that kind of family unit and, and restart, you know, start a career again. <laughs> and a year later, I'm moving three hours up, up, up north again and away <laughs> from that family as well. So to be honest, I, I didn't have... I didn't have a lot of options. Um, I'd come up the road, I'd sign with Kamalak, didn't really get a sniff there. I'd been out of Monte Cunha South, hadn't done great, not done okay there, I hadn't scored enough goals to kind of get myself in the short window. Um, I had a few options, but nothing nothing really. I didn't have a lot, to be honest. The phone wasn't ringing. Um, then obviously Ross County came in, went met, went met George, he's such local to me, so I met him. Um, down the road and then they invited me up I wasn't sure again it was that I was just looking at kind of geography and I wasn't really sure about it and invite, invited me up to see the facilities and, and see them all, all around the club and stuff and right away I just knew it was the right move for me you know it was the, the right environment um, for a young player to go there and I thought I can come here and I can kick on again I can, I can come up here and do well and hopefully hopefully move up move up the, the, the levels again you joined Ross County in that uh, summer of two thousand and seven, and it's a it's an interesting period for the club. It's interesting you there. You spoke about the facilities because that's you know a lot of players that I speak to that have signed for Ross County just speak so highly of the place. But the club was going through a bit of an interesting period. They'd obviously been relegated to the second division. You enter into the scene and you score four minutes into your debut, and then. I had to count the days out actually, and I think it's I make it out about a, a week and a half, ten days. You scored five goals for the club, and that's in your first your first couple of games. Your first week and a half at Ross County, you scored five goals. I mean, that must have been the the dream start for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, myself, it, it, for a for a striker, the main thing is you know you go to a new club if you can if you can get off the mark earlier. You know, with strikers, all players sort of. Uh, level of confidence, but I think more more so for, for, for a striker, it's really really important to get to get that early goal when you go to a new club. And I said that was 
That was great. Well, I, I actually scored, I think it was something crazy, like 12 goals in the first 10 games. Mm-hmm. Signing there. To be fair, even in pre-season, you know, we played the usual sort of high-league teams and stuff, and I'd scored pretty much every game um, pre-season. So I'd, I'd come into the season feeling good, and I was, I was you know, with a good side. No, I was full of confidence even before that first sort of competitive game. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. It was great to do that. The, the team had a really good start. It allowed me to you know, always get the chances. Unfortunately, I thought I was, I was kind of sticking my way, but it was, it was a good side. Man. A really good side there, I would think. Now, I've spoken to a lot of guys that, that played with you um, during that period, and you know, it, it certainly seemed a, a surprise from well, to a lot of people inside and, and outside the club. Uh, Dick Campbell leaves um, shortly into the season. You mentioned there it was a it was a good start. You know, it, I think Ross County were always going to be the favourites uh, to get promoted, and 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 Dick had you guys, you know, firing, you know, aided by you, your goals earlier on. What was Dick Campbell like to work with? Because um, you know, scoring the amount of goals early on and, and having that good start, you know, the, the manager must have had an influence in that as well, and and kind of helped you find your confidence and find your feet at a new club. What was Dick like to work with? Oh, I mean, he's a character, you see. He <laughs> some characters in the, in the game, but I tell you what, he, he was right up there. He, he, he can see it for yourself, who he is, and the press and stuff. He, he's great. I still speak to him to this day. He tried to sign me about four or five times throughout my career, moving forward for that point. He was, he was just, he's just a, a great guy. You know, he just wanted to play for him. Talk about young guy, you know, coming off kind of... My career was faltering, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going the way I wanted it to go, and you go there, and straight away, it just, it just makes you feel good about yourself, nothing mm-hmm. even really to do with football, you know, he, I know he's a good coach and stuff, I'm not saying that, you know, it's not, not that he's, he's relaxed in that department, but it just makes you feel good about yourself, you know, you get these managers, touched on it with Steve Bruce, I think what separates the best is, is the way they manage people, mm-hmm. you know, take away, take my football out of the equation, he had me feeling... 10 feet tall, even before my ball was kicked that season, you know, just speaking to you, you know, doing the right, just saying the right things to you, I, I just went into the games just full of confidence, and he did that with all the players, and it's just the way he is, and I think there's, there's no secret why why he's done that, everywhere he's been, he's been successful at whatever level he's achieved something, and that's why, you know, he just gets people, you want to play for him, you the old phrase, you run through a brick wall for him, he's just mm-hmm. such a great guy, and I remember it was the second game, I think, so we've played. It was area United at home the weekend, and then we've gone and played the cup game at the midweek. I think I scored two. I didn't play well. I think I scored two late on, like mm-hmm. the last 10 minutes or something like that. And after the game, we were walking out, on the car, out to the car park, just so I was going to leave the club at the same time. So I slapped me in the back of the head and said, You were shy the night, you know. I know you scored two goals, but you were terrible the night, honestly. I should have taken you off. I've left you on and you've scored two goals. Just like, that was a wee kind of joke. I, no, that, I, I scored two in the weekend and I scored two in the Tuesday. So four goals, I thought I've got five goals. And, and he, that was him having a go at me. Uh, <laughs> and it was just his way. That's how he that's how managed you. He kept you on your toes, but he made you feel good about yourself. As I said, it's not surprising he's done that with every club he's been at practically. It was a real shock when he got the sack. We were top of the league. Mm-hmm. It just beat Aloha. On the weekend, so it was a Monday after after the game, after the start of the week, and we're up in the gym on Monday afternoon, usual sort of gym session that we did as a group. And then Daniel, the manager, walks into the gym and says, Hey lads, uh, 
as we are late, I want to rest, I've just been sacked. <laughs> so the boys are like, think, oh, it's just one of the, one of the gaffers jokes, it's just one of these, these usual wee quips, there's, there's a punchline coming here or whatever. No, that's him, we were walking out and shook everybody's hand and that's him, we've been sacked. I mean, it's not as if we were, we're top league, you know, it's not as if we got beat the weekend, I can't remember what we went through. I think we won 1-0, then I was home to Alloa, mm-hmm. and I get sacked in the Monday. And he's, he's away. Well, I've heard I've heard a lot of guys, not just Ross County players, but um, you know other players that have played with him at, at Arbroath, and I think the the mark is something like that. Is there's not too many people have bad words to say about him. You know, there's a lot of good stories and, and good memories. Um, Derek Adams comes in. His team, talk, his team talks were legendary. Some of the probably could sort of repeat most of them, but his team talks. So you know, yeah, had you just laughing. You know, you're getting up for a serious game and there's no places in stitches, you know, he's just you're just laughing and that's his team talk, but it's deliberate, you know, that's how he that's that's how he gets team, teams playing, you know, he has got that way about him and without you even knowing knowing it, he's getting you best prepared for that game and you're just you're just thinking it's a laugh, you know, but that's the sort of that was just, that's the sort of strength of him. I well I've, I only had a couple of uh, encounters with him but as a as a young, fresh faced reporter who was also asthmatic, uh, post-match press conferences could be, or post-match chats, because it wasn't a conference, it was more a chat in the back, so we can get a fag. I didn't do anything for my asthma, put it that way, uh, when he's uh, when he's having about two, two, two fags whilst uh, I'm starting away asking him questions. Uh, Derek Adams comes into the club when, uh, when Dick leaves, and um, well, I spoke to Derek about this, obviously he was a player at the time he was kind of player coach if you like um, helping out with kind of coaching and he then went on to, to become manager and he was kind of reluctant to take take the job but he, he does take the job and the club go on to win the second division that year and again you know I've spoken to a few guys that was a real highlight for them in their career winning the winning a title but for you winning the title and scoring 29 goals in the process as well that must have been a you know, the, the cherry on the cake scoring that amount of goals and winning the winning the league. Yeah, I mean it was it was a sort of dream season and that, that, that I got that, you know, I'd you know the fringes that put me on. I did I had the long spells, I had to move to Guana, but I, I regard that as my first basically my first season as a first team footballer, as a mm-hmm. professional footballer, mm-hmm. I feel like it was just it's the first time I'd sort of been able to string a consistent amount of games together. Um but yeah, it was just a dream season really, it was just to, to do that, as I said, the phone wasn't ringing much that summer previous and, you know, my career was at a real crossroads, I could have easily went, I could have easily fallen out of the game, um, but I didn't, and obviously I got to move there and something, these things happened for a reason, it was as I said, just a dream season, the squad was a really good team, the squad had been built, you know, like myself, as I said, I was on that crossroads of career, pretty much, you know, my good nine that squad, nine, ten of that squad were in the same position. You know, it, it was a deliberate action. The club did that. Whether it was George Adams or whoever it was, it was sort of making the signs. They were they were signing hungry young players that had a point to prove. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they suffered a, a setback in their career today, and they, they were there to prove a point. And as I say, it was a deliberate signing policy. You know, it was a deliberate recruitment policy. You know, we went out there, done it that year. Then it was new. Very young for being a manager, but it kind of he was having that kind of responsibility anyway. And Stuart Petrie were player coaches under Dick Campbell, and they, they did most of the training anyway. Really, they had a real influence 
to be honest, I think Derek was always going to be manager of Ross County at some point, you know, even if Dick had stayed and had gone on to win that league, you know, I think at some point Derek was going to be manager of Ross County, he was a legend there, you know, um, he just, that's the way he is, that's his personality, so it was always going to, going to happen, um, and he took to it, you know, seamless, he, he, you know, well-respected, kind of elder statesman in that dressing room, we were mm-hmm. all young, he was a, one of the few experienced boys, so kind of managed the dressing room anyway, um, so it was, it was, it was a seamless transaction for him to come in and, and uh, take the job, so, and it did, we, we went on and we didn't start at all, we were in the fairness and we grew grew and got stronger uh, after after he became manager. And it was just really enjoyable. We were going into every game. So I not knowing you were going to win it, but you know, going into the game was just such confidence. And it was just really enjoyable. Good bunch of lads off the pitch as well. We all we all kind of socialised and we were all young and we were all kind of in the same position in our careers and in life. And just really enjoyable time. Just great to, to go to your work every day. It was, it was just a great, great spell in my career and, and, and my life, you know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I was trying to find out the the, the detail um, around your departure. I wasn't sure if it was a one year contract you were on at Ross County that year, um, or there was a there was a fee involved. I couldn't quite find out, but you, you make the move across like so many of the the guys that I've spoke to. There seems to be um, I, well, there was a conveyor belt if you like. Now it's kind of going in the reverse with a lot of Cali Thistle players going to Ross County, but you make the move to. To Cali Thistle in the summer of, of 2008, Craig Brewster takes you to the Caledonian Stadium. Was that a difficult decision, given the fact what you've just said there about you know being a, a, a really you know dream season at Ross County? Yeah, I mean it was a difficult decision. I would only signed a one year contract, so I was out of contract anyway, um, and obviously it scored a lot of goals pre Christmas. So you know you get to sort of January point, become a sort of free agent to speak to clubs and been a lot of interest, you know, I'd, I'd had a lot of clubs fortunate for myself, you know, Premier League clubs that were, that were trying to sign me um, from quite early on in that season. One of them was in my S, Craig Brewster, and to be honest, it was, it was, it was a hard decision. We'd been from, obviously, winning the league, Ross County moving up, and just because it's such a great dressing room, you know, it was, it was a difficult decision, but you've got to make these decisions for, mm-hmm. for the best of your career jumping from second division to Premier League it wasn't a, it wasn't a decision I could really it wasn't a I had to do it sort of thing you know yeah. whether it be an Inverness or whoever it was I was going to sign for I had to kind of make that move for my career and, and uh, I, I chose I chose Inverness I had three or four options in the Premier League uh, and you know clubs that people would perceive to be bigger than bigger and better than Inverness but I chose Inverness particularly because of Craig Bristol again he made me feel so wanted, you know, from early on in the season, sort of Christmas time, he'd been on, on to me and on to my agent and trying to, you know, he'd always speak to me, he'd come to a lot of the Ross County games, just the way the fixtures fell, if it was like being with my nest and stuff, and he was at a lot of the games, you know, he'd text me after the game and say, what could he call we scored, or did this, or we could maybe do that, you know, that, that chance you missed, what doing that, just like, just take a real interest, you know, made you feel really wanted and that was the reason for signing for Inverness I could have went to as I say bigger clubs and bigger contracts and stuff but I, I chose Inverness because basically because of Craig Brewster and you know I thought he could improve me a similar type of player type thing you know, yeah. I played, you know, good player really good player and I thought I can improve under him I can, I can go there and 
you know, I can learn from him as a manager because of the type of player he was. And it all kind of, it all just seemed right. It was just, a, it just seemed like the right move. And you, you, you make these moves on, on your gut instinct. And, you know, we've heard transpired that it wasn't the right move for me. But at the time, you don't know that. And hindsight's a wonderful thing. And I, I genuinely thought that was the best for my career at that time. Indeed, hindsight is a, a wonderful thing. You make your debut for Cali Thistle. Uh, your full competitive debut and you score as well. Not as good as your Ross County debut. You take twenty seven minutes to score your first goal for Cali Thistle, but it's a it was a it was quite a pivotal game actually because they they'd never won at Pataudry against Aberdeen in a competitive match, and they finally got that that monkey off the back yourself and Roy McBain scored that day. Score on your debut, but then things take a bit of a turn for the worse that season. We've spoken to a few guys that they were part of the, the team that. That season uh, ultimately leaves with uh, Craig Brewster leaving his post in the January. For the guy that brought you there, must have been tough for you to you know to to see him leave. Um, quite you know not as quick as Paul Merson did, but you know quite soon into that uh, that that spell at Cali Thistle. And uh, talk to us about it because it started so well, and then that you know Craig leaving must have been a a difficult thing for you to see. Yeah, I mean, even again, before we even get to that Aberdeen game, you know, pre season we went well. Mm-hmm. You know, we played, we done well in the pre season game. We went down to Burnley and we beat Burnley and scored a couple of goals that day against Burnley. And, you know, everything was going great. I stuck, stuck up a good partnership with Don Cowie. He were, we were kind of playing the 4 5 1 and I was up for a moment. Don was kind of playing off me and we just hit off or, you know, on the pitch and off the pitch. We just, we just seemed to have a, a really good partnership going. Um, so yeah, you're going to see that that confidence is is, is just kind of continued on from from the Ross County season before. Uh, it's interesting about my first sort of pre-season friendly we played Ross County at, at Cali Stadium. And I was on the bench. It was one of these games. You know, it's like two different elevens. First half, second half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm on the bench first half, and but uh, I'm warming up behind the goal, and and my fans are shouting abuse at me. I've just signed. I've not kicked the ball for the club yet. <laughs> fans behind the goal, goal shouting abuse at me. I just signed for the club. As I said, I'm, I'm like, I, you know, I had all, other options to sign. I was quite not a whole prospect. You know, there was teams chasing me to sign me, but and I chose there, and I've got my own fans shouting abuse at me before I've kicked the ball. So, right away, I'm sort of thinking, I'm not here. I'm up against it. <laughs> they, they kind of win them over just because I don't know just because of the county county divide and stuff it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was crazy it was a real real cry open for me before I'd get the ball but yeah the pre-season was great and then Aberdeen game was tremendous on the day you know it was 2-0 going on 4-5 or five. we really battled them that day and we played really well and you're thinking well, here we go it, it's just going to continue from where I left off from last season in the second division um, obviously it didn't work out that way and, you know, where they are at the club at that time, you know, you, you know you're going to be kind of fighting out just in terms of budgets, whatever the clubs are playing against. You know you're going to be, you know, fighting out relegation every year. It's tough, and there is going to be spells where you don't win games of football. That's just what these sort of clubs have got to face. But yeah, I mean, I find myself out of the team even under Craig Brewster. He, he started kind of chopping and changing with, with team selection and. It's really hard to kind of get any run of games, and and I just I wasn't good enough, you know, myself. And I did, I did get in the team, or when I did come on, I wasn't playing well enough to sort of merit being in the team or staying in the team. So yeah, it was a difficult period for me, but for the team as well. And 
and obviously Craig loses his job. I still, I still really, I'm still getting on with it. It wasn't as if it had been a fallout or anything. Mm-hmm. The company loses his job. You know, I'm still learning from him actually. I was still on a day to day basis. I still felt that he was bringing me on as a player, even though he was picking me on a Saturday. I still felt as if I was developing and I was learning. Um, but yeah, it was sort of disappointing for him to lose his job. But you know, that's the nature of the game. If you're not winning games, you know, manager's jobs is. It's a fickle business, so yeah, he found himself out, out, out of a job, and you know, obviously Terry Butcher comes in next. Terry comes in, you're right, and you actually you're involved in his first game, which was a a nil nil draw with Celtic. Um, the you kind of come back into it later in that season, but unfortunately, um, the club the club go down to the the uh, the championship, or well, now the championship was the first division. When Terry comes in, are you thinking, well, this is a, a a chance to, you know, to get in there and 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 hopefully play my part? And and what was Terry like for for yourself? Yeah, you know, it's Terry Butcher. You know, with Terry Butcher, he's he's a well known, you know, well respected person within the world of football. So when he gets appointed, you think, okay, well, this seems like a guy I'd love to. Um, Going to really enjoy playing for, you know. He's going to go that. You see him on the TV. He's got that kind of persona about him. Um, but I think I, I kind of found out very early that you know I was I was really his type of player. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I kind of got that impression quite quickly that I wasn't going to feature for him. Um, and I, as you said, I played how many times between then and then this season, but I didn't start any game. I don't know if I started any, to be honest. Um, so yeah, it was it was disappointing. Got relegated again, really disappointing for for the club and the group of players that you share a dressing room with every day and just the wider club it was it was really quite it was, you know, relegation is, is, is a really serious thing for clubs, not just on the pitch, it's what wider than that. So really sad time, really down time and the season ends and you know, as you do, managers call the players in to kinda of have their little sort of debrief and whatever for the the summer before you go off on your summer holidays and report back for pre-season so I've had our meetings, individual meetings and Terry Butcher sort of said like I can see you being a really big player for us next year drop down the championship I can see you know I, I know you can score goals at that level you're going to be really important for us last next year and, you know all the, all the things you would want me here and so I'm going away thinking great you know as disappointing as relegation is it might actually help my man for next career here mm-hmm. because I'm going to um, the way he's talking, I'm going to get a real good chance at, at being the number, the main striker, you know, the number nine. And so, you know, fine, you, you come back, I got myself really fit in pre-season. I was always pride myself being kind of fittest at every club I was at. So, I'd come back in really good shape in the pre-season and you're thinking, great, um, you know, let's go. So, I think back in very early on in that, and I think it was a first game, I think we were getting beat 3-0 off Partick Thistle. And I got taken off at half time, and I don't think I played again after that. You know, a little bits, ten minutes here and there, but I don't think I started another game from him. Yeah, he just he, he just wanted, and it was very clear that he, he, he I wasn't going to feature under him. And despite he never actually said that to me, you know, if he'd come to me and said like, you know, I, I don't I don't rate you as a player, you know, I'm a team player, I want to bring in X Y Z, and you're not going to feature. That you can accept that, you know. I think mm-hmm. they might, you might call him something names when you walk out the door but if I think of someone if I think of life and I'm like just football someone's honest with you tells you how it is you might not like what they're saying but you respect it and 
when you sit, sit back and think about it, you never did that, and that was my biggest disappointment. People think Terry Butcher comes across as this, you know, honest, heart and sleeve type guy, but that wasn't how he was with me. Um, and that, that, that's a really kind of disappointing factor. Um, and obviously, you go in and end up leaving the club not too long after that. Yeah, that season, season 2009-10, I've spoken to a lot of guys. Um, that's a season that probably is one of my, my favourite when I was covering it for, for MFR. Um, and it's everyone's got their own story or take on that season. For yourself, you start that season playing for Cali Thiss on a one-all Challenge Cup tie against Montrose, which the club needed penalties to get past Montrose. And you finish that season in the Scottish Cup final, playing for Ross County. What a season that was! Um, you, you mentioned it there. The you go back to Ross County uh, in the January on loan. That's just too good a, an opportunity to turn down. Or was it permanently? So was it permanently? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I can't. My couldn't. I couldn't try to cancel. I still had a year and a half to go. Mm-hmm. This contract, but as I said, they had tried the damnedest day. To get me to leave it again, it would want to be them if they sat me down and said that wasn't going to be part of his plans. But the way they went about it was, you know, they didn't do that. They, <laughs> they, they tried to, they tried to piss me off, if you like, and try and get me to, to, to leave. And I wasn't the sort of person that was hanging about if I wasn't going to play. So, you know, they could have done it in a different manner. It was just, I was disappointed that they kind of went there. say we've talked to a lot of guys about the, the Scottish Cup run here it, it was well listen we could probably talk all night about that Scottish Cup run because it had everything you know the the early rounds the, the goals you, you scored um, then you, you beat Hibs in the quarterfinals and then everyone knows that you know you guys went and performed um, well it was a you know a, not a, a massive cup shock against Celtic and then the, the Scottish Cup final it ultimately ends in disappointment, but Ross County can can certainly um, hold their head up high because they you know they gave they gave their all that year in, in, in the league and the cup. What are your memories, your own special memories of that Scottish Scottish Cup run, namely the 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 game against Celtic in the in the semi final and then turning out at the Scottish Cup final. Like I said, you were playing in the Challenge Cup against Montrose at the start of the season, and here you are in the biggest game of the the season in the country. Yeah, I mean, my first game for Ross County when I go back is was a Scottish Cup game. I think we won 9-0. Mm-hmm. Um, I just signed on the Thursday, I think, and the game was on the Saturday. So I was on the bench and I came on the last sort of 20 minutes or whatever. And we won 9-0 in that game. So, so yeah, it was, uh, it was just a really enjoyable uh, enjoyable run. And the Hibs game, obviously, we, we go down Easter Road and 
we battered them on the day, but they end up getting a draw. And you think you can have you've lost that opportunity. You know, sometimes you only get one one shot at the kind of bigger clubs. We should have won that day at Easter Road, and we never. And you're thinking, I'll come back up. Is that lost a chance? But we didn't. We, you know, we beat them. I think it was an extra time. I think at the end of the last minute winner or something up up, up in Dingwall. But we again we had sort of outplayed them on the night, and we fully deserved the, the win. So. We, we knew it was Celtic the next round by the time the replay had come, so we knew that that's who the winners would face. So yeah, it's just actually, you know, to play well, when we're growing up as kids, we're all, when we're playing with our mates, we're all, you know, wanting to run out of Hamden and score a, score a Hamden, that's what we all kind of dream about, talk about growing up, so to do that, for the, that crowd like that, yeah, Celtic, it, it, it was extra special, and a really good group of players that, that year, and, Believed in ourselves actually. We, mm-hmm. People would kind of, you know, we're going to play Celtic, we're going to whip boys here, but we actually felt we could, we could go and, and, and get a result on the day, you know, that's just a belief, as I say, it was the squad was still, the makeup of the squad was still similar. I was there the time before, it was young, hungry, point to prove players, and that's the attitude we had, and that's the attitude we took in every game, and the Celtic game was no different. We, we generally thought we could, okay, maybe not beat them, but we, we thought we can give Celtic a game here. And, Obviously the game goes and it's down now at half time. You're thinking, no, we. I always go back to it. The, the mood in the surreal, really. When you're thinking you're playing against Celtic, half time now now. We were in the dressing room. The mood didn't come from the manager down to the players. It was we, we can win this game. You know, we mm-hmm. can go here. Second half, we can we can win this game. This game is here for us. No. Celtic weren't going through a great time. We were in a flying high, top of the league, and confidence up. So. It was it was just probably the right timing as well, um, but yeah, we generally we generally went out there in that second half thinking we've got a good chance of winning, and we did. And, you know, it wasn't as if we nicked the victory. <laughs> I think if you remember the game, we were mm-hmm. actually really comfortable in the game. Celtic obviously towards the end kind of throw the kitchen sink at you, but I don't remember having too many chances or or, or Mick McGovern having to pull off too many saves. It was, it was actually quite a comfortable victory. Really, when you think about it, and it was just great. Yeah, it was obviously these are the days when you look back and the career finishes like I have down now, and you look back these days, and it's just it's really special memories. You know, my group of, boy, group of boys are still friends with now, and I think we can have these kind of days sort of help forge their friendships for a lifetime. You know, it was great, and yeah, as you say, we went into the final. That, I think that semi final was our final, you know, mm-hmm. to do that and achieve what we did that day it was. That, that kind of was the sense it was it was a, it was our final but you know fair play look at the Dundee United team we played against them it's a good side you know there was a lot of players that went on to to go and play at a really high level and have great careers after after that season so we're beaten by a good side but even in the final I mean it was now now up to about the 60th minute I think you know you lose three now but you know it was everyone thinks we battled on the day and don't get me wrong we didn't play well I mean United deservedly won the game but it wasn't I don't think it was a 3-0 you know, to lose 3-0 in the last sort of 30, 30 minutes of the game it was, it, was, um, it was a lot tighter than that but yeah we did we did perform we did kind of let ourselves down but it was just a whole there was disappointment you know after the game and stuff you're in, as much as you kind of know deep down it was a great achievement just being there it's, it's you want to win the game you know professional footballers every game you got you want to win it and there was that disappointment I actually missed I got a drug test straight after the game so by the time I got to the change room after the final the players were all showered and, you know it was stragglers left behind and I didn't even get to, get 
following season is your last with the club but it does end in silverware um, you missed out on obviously the Scottish Cup but you add a Challenge Cup winner's medal to your, your second division uh, title winner's medal with Ross County now that season again you know it's again three managers in one season it was just a real kind of up and down season if you like the, the club did kind of have a wee sticky patch through the season and, 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 and fluttered at the bottom but Jimmy Calderwood comes in uh, I think he came in towards was it January, February maybe of uh, 2011 and, and, and obviously you know make sure the club stays in the, in the first division for another year um, and obviously wins as I said Challenge Cup as well uh, working with Jimmy Calderwood because I've spoken to a few guys but um, not really talked about Jimmy Calderwood in, in too much detail because He's obviously had a, a fantastic career as a, as a manager. We all know about what he did with Dunfermline and, and Aberdeen as well. But um, I think he was a bit kind of um, hurt by his experience at Ross County and perhaps he didn't get the credit maybe he deserved. What was your experiences like working with uh, Jimmy Calderwood for that kind of uh, four or five months? Yeah, I mean, much like Dick Campbell, just a great guy, you know, he really, really... Really fun to be around, makes you feel good about yourself. In terms of coaching, again, someone like Dick Campbell didn't do a lot of the coaching on a day to day basis, but he was just a man manager. He just, he just got you. Because I, I mean, that three managers you touched on, Billy McStay had been the manager, and Billy McStay wasn't backing me, I was on the bench. Mm-hmm. When, when Jimmy Calder would come in, and, I remember he's like first, first day or first couple of days in the in the, uh, in the job and the training and the training's finished and he said, hey, Barney, come here. So we're walking around his usual Jimmy Collywood fashion, we're walking across the pitches back into the, the changing areas and he's like, what is the matter with you? I said, like, well, what do you mean, Gaffer, what do you mean? He's like, well, why are you walking about? You're, you're in the, your head's, you're nearly tipping over, you're, your shoulders are all hunched, you're walking about as if you're away at world and I show you, and it, it just like, He's like, what are you, what, you're a good player, so you just, you're right for that moment, that was him just building me up, picking me up, and, and uh, again, that actually went on, despite the club, we went a good run, to be fair, because we, right, we were in a sticky patch, and you know, we started winning some games, and, and, and got, I mean, me personally, I played really well, it's had a really strong, uh, to the season, mm-hmm. under Jimmy Caldwell, and it was because of that, really, I wasn't in a good place when we came in, but he helped to really lift me, and, and again, just that man managing that. As I said, that's, that's for me. That's the best manager I've played for. I've all had that. You know, they've all had that personal touches, but you know, person to person rather than being a manager to a player. And I think he was, he was great, great for me. And you know, he actually, he actually took me over to Holland. Um, so I didn't come over to Ross County as well. He was a mm-hmm. coach. Mm-hmm. 
he was he was working at Premier League team called Heracles in, in Holland uh, a year later, two years later. It was sorry uh, after the kind of administration of Michael Fairland. He got me over there on trial to this Premier League team. They, they were in the Europa League, they were, they were great and he'd recommended me, he was a major the manager and he'd recommended me to to go over there. So I still kept in touch with Jimmy up to, to very recently actually and He's just a good guy, you know, these guys you meet in football, you meet a lot of people in football, but there's very few that you can stay in touch with and can actually cut a friendship. He's, he's one that you know, I've, I've done that with, so it was very disappointing in terms of him. Uh, the club, he'd done a good job, he'd come in and steadied the ship, he was a good manager, even to get Jimmy Caldwell to a club like Boss County, was, was a bit of a coup really mm-hmm. at the time, and mm-hmm. for, the, for him he would treat it. Anyway, obviously, I just think it was a class of personalities. I don't think, obviously, George Adams was director of football at the time. I don't think um, the two of us can see that eye to eye. They're just different types of people, really. Um, so I think that was probably the problem, really, rather than anything I can achieve on, on the park. It was just a kind of clash of personalities off of the, the, um, the, the kind of sort of that, that period for Jimmy. Now, if, uh, as I said there, the Challenge Cup final, you, you score in the in the final that year as Ross County beat Queen of the South. If I remember rightly, I think the final was supposed to be held in the November of 2010, but really bad weather called it off. Now, that would have been under Willie McStay, I think, was at that time. Yeah. But the final gets held in uh, later in the year, April, and Jimmy is the manager then. A, a nice feeling to, to score in a final, yourself and Ian Vigers score. But also that's your you're kind of you're signing off from Ross County later uh, in a few weeks' time. But you, you sign off with a another winners medal. Yeah, it was nice. It's, it's been a disappointing season in the whole. So to go and win that, and listen, it's, you look back and say when you finish your career, you look at the, the, the sort of achievements and the medals that you've you've won, and that that you know that's that's up there. It does it does kind of make up for that poor season in terms of league league position. Um, Again, it was a really talented squad of players and they were underachieving um, in the league, so yeah, that kind of made up for it a little bit. And, and it, it, was, it, was a good, it was a good day. And I think it was the first, first game in the league cup was the final, so, uh, so the challenge cup was the actual final, so <laughs> um, it was uh, a bit of a strange one. But yeah, it was, it was a great day. And as I say, when you look back on fond memories, we played really well. But that was the, that's how we should have been playing every day, really, that, the day. Blue South away, it was a really comprehensive victory, and that's the talent we had. Uh, and that's what, unfortunately, that season we never, we never showed that enough, but we certainly did on that day. Now, as I say, Andy, to most of them, I guess, that come on, well, not most of them, all of them, we could be here all night talking about your career because. I'm wary that you went on to play for you know a, a couple of other fantastic clubs in the country, Dunfermline, Dundee, Livingston, and Morton, before you, you kind of finished up at Albion Rovers. Uh, we could be here all night talking about your, your experience there, but I appreciate your time uh, and taking some time out to talk about uh, mainly your spells, uh, Cali Thistle and Ross County, but also touching on your, your early career down south. You mentioned uh, off mic as well there to me that you your wife's from Inverness, so the Highlands is, is still very much a, a big part of your life. Yes, absolutely. As I say, I was up there for five years. Um... So absolutely, my wife, my wife met my wife when I was up there. And yeah, so we still go back. Obviously, our family still still living there, so we still go back um, 
quite often. Uh, I'm still doing that trip up down the A9, <laughs> but I remember so fondly, and obviously I've got my work as well, and it takes me up in the area as well. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, all, it's always going to be a quite an important part of my, part of my life, the area. So it, it, I had a great time up there, say five years, and obviously more so because of Cervantes when I was at Ross County, and it's disappointing that I couldn't kind of replicate that in Glenness. I went there for a hope and for a promise and it's disappointing for me and I look back at my career that you know, I didn't I didn't quite make the grade in Glenness for, for whatever reason and it, it does sort of wrangle with me a wee bit because they're both great clubs and mm-hmm. you talk about you talk about the sort of situation at the moment in terms of the whole makeup of the Scottish football and this pyramid system and stuff but Ross County and Glenness have done that you know, they did that they came up through that, that system and look, look what they've brought to Scottish football, you know, what they've yeah. achieved. And, yep. and the, the people, I think, you know, I've probably guilty of myself being down from down here, down the central belt, kind of disregard that a wee bit, and it's, it's wrong. But once you're up there and you see, and you, you know, you've got a feel for both clubs, both are what they do in Scottish football, both in their own right, you know, different, both different clubs, but, you know, what they do for, for Scottish football, and even just the the area itself, it's tremendous and as much as there's disappointment not being in Vanessa, I still, I still regard it as a extreme and I, I don't really have a bad word to say about it, you know, these things happen in football and, and you have periods of your career that's more enjoyable than others and, and whatever, but it's, I can, I'm full of admiration for, for the work that Inverness have done and continue to do, you know, it's a great club and a lot of great people work at the club and a lot of friends from up there. And yeah, I, I hope it's great if we can get both of absolutely yeah you're you're absolutely you've hit the nail on the head there Um, they're two fantastic clubs and they're when when both are in the the top flight they add so much to to Scottish football Uh, Andy it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you thanks again for for sparing some time to uh, to talk over your career and uh, as we well as we just touched on now you're obviously no stranger to Inverness and uh, I'm sure you're probably no stranger to uh, visiting Ross County and catching up with your um, your old, your old friends that are part of the coaching team there. Uh, as I say, it's been a... Yeah, I don't get up as much as I want to, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I do, I go get in catch the old game, the old game, especially in the distance, I can so I try and go to as many games as I can, so yeah, it's, uh, it's always going to be a club that's going to be really special to Aye, and I'm sure um, there'll be a lot of, a lot of Ross County fans that will, um, will reminisce about some, some fantastic moments that you had uh, wearing the navy blue for the Staggies. Andy, Thanks for your time, and uh, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks, Ian. Uh, thank you. Enjoy it. It's my pleasure. So, thank you very much.